for me, the pain of staying in a job and in a career that I did not love and that was soul sucking and that was on this corporate treadmill and me being who I'm not authentically, that pain was so much more painful than jumping into faith. I'm Yvette Walker, the host of the Positively Joy podcast, where we discover that joy is not a feeling, it's faith. You can find previous episodes at PositivelyJoy.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. However you found yourself here, you are welcome, and I believe it was truly God-destined. We are in Season 3, and this season has taken the podcast into the vantage point of what joy is. I'd like you to listen to each episode this season through the lens of how Jesus Christ defines joy. John chapter 15 verse 11 reveals this when Jesus tells us to keep the Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus says, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. Enjoy, and I pray you receive the message the Father has for you. Shelley Johnson had the kind of career that most people dream of. She worked for major corporations and had a loving husband and two kids. But she had some limiting beliefs and a childhood history that God wanted to heal her of. After going through recovery with her husband, God taught her what faith over fear really is. Here's Shelley. Shelley, hi, and thanks so much for being on the show today. Yvette, it's so awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm happy to have you because, and we just talked about this, there's so much about your background that really, really resonated with me, and we're going to get into all of that. Um, But first of all, I just want to let our our listeners know a little bit about you and your background um, and how you got to be CEO of Best You Career Advantage. But I know you've got an amazing tale that goes from childhood to how you got there, and so I'd like you to share that with our audience. Sure. So I am from Phoenix and I grew up in a family with that was entrepreneurial. I'm the first generation college student. My father owned a aircraft business. He made bombs in the past and, you know, he was from the South and he was discriminatory against people of color. And it was very hard to grow up that way because I am the opposite, the total opposite of that. Um, my mom was a professional roller skater. She grew up in a German family, very, very structured, very stoic, where a lot of feelings weren't shown until now. So with those limiting beliefs, my father thought women should be nurses or teachers or shouldn't be good at math. I had to persevere through a lot of limited beliefs and adversity because the way my father believed was definitely not how I knew I believed and my soul would reach out to other humans. So I think it's really interesting that your mother was who she was and your father was who he was. I don't know how they got together, but she was she was a roller derby person. I mean, that's just so amazing. She was actually a professional roller skater, like um, ice couples when they lift each other up. Oh. They do it on roller skates. This was really popular in the 60s. And her uncle owned a huge skating chain, rink chain. And so she got to be one of the best in the country at roller skating. 
And my father was 14 years older than my mom. And my father had divorced. So that's a whole long story. But I grew up with different religious ideologies. And at 13, my parents got divorced. And I felt completely by myself. My mom had had a child before with another in another marriage. And my sister was seven years older than me. So I felt very alone. And I started seeking something different. And so some friends of mine introduced me to a youth group and it absolutely saved my life. I really sought out a higher power than me and it's who I call God. And that really catapulted me to have faith over fear and faith in other people. And I went on to again, be a first-generation college student at Northern Arizona University. I majored in Spanish and organizational development. After that, I actually went to school in Spain my junior year. And so I got to see even more religions, mainly Catholicism at that point. Um, After college, I actually moved to Japan and taught English and Spanish for a few years. So I got to see Buddhism, Taoism, and all these different... So I have all these different... um, religious ideologies that I've seen. And so when I started in corporate, I was hired as a human resources generalist and I just climbed the chain at different organizations. And I landed in Fortune 50 companies like Honeywell, Quest Diagnostics, Comcast, and Lockheed Martin. And I got up to the level of director of talent acquisition for very multi-billion dollar business units. But in 2019, I felt completely crushed. I felt like someone had sucked the soul out of my body. I was disconnected, disengaged, disillusioned. And luckily, about five years earlier, you know, God, God put some really difficult things in front of me at that point. My husband is in recovery and he had relapsed after 13 years and we had two kids and I was done. I was absolutely, I was done. And luckily through my pilgrimage and through his rehab, when he was in rehab, he spoke to me differently after two months. And it was like, it was like a different person. It's like God went in and just changed his soul. And the way he spoke to me about true love and unconditional love, it allowed us to have a chance. And that's an example of faith over fear. And that's an example where I had to put all my faith that God had a plan for us that was going to be so much better and so much more beautiful of a life for living with who is my best friend. And I'm very happy to say that we are married, that we speak to recovery groups as a couple who's made it through those type of trials and tribulations. And, you know, that's great that my husband was able to have that experience, but I also had my own experience that really has given me a message that I live with, you know, to this day. So that's why I'm so excited to talk about positivity and joy through very difficult times like COVID and like losing a high level six figure job and starting a business where you don't know what you're doing and you don't have a 
perfect plan. The only perfect plan is that faith over fear. So I hope that that shows a little bit about who I am. And I'd love to answer any questions that you might have for me about. Oh, absolutely. This idea of walking away from not only a you know, uh, a large salary, but, but obviously a position that, um, that, that gave you, uh, you know, that gave you something and that you probably enjoyed for a time, you know, that idea of stepping out on faith is so huge and it's hard. You know, a lot of people are afraid to do it. You know, there's so many of the what if syndrome. Well, what if I do this and then, you know, what am I going to do? Or what does God have for me? Or maybe if you don't even know to say, God, you know, what's the world going to do for me out there? There's just so many fears out there. Um, and so uh, the faith over fear part is just such a big thing with me. Um, I, I have a very close, close friend who, who also left a, a really big position um, because she felt a calling. And, and while I did not leave my position um, in media, in, in professional media, you know, there were times when I felt like I could not fully profess what I knew to be true because in journalism, you know, you have to be objective. And I felt like I could not express those feelings. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I know of being how you're in a situation and sometimes you feel like there's more, you know, and for me, I knew that there was more that God wanted me to do. So how was I going to express that? And, but, but you took that, you took that, uh, that step. And so that's really, really amazing. Um, yeah, go ahead. So taking that step was one of the hardest things, but for me, the pain of staying in a job and in a career that I did not love and that was soul sucking and that was on this corporate treadmill and me being who I'm not authentically, that pain was so much more painful than jumping into faith and jumping into you know, I grew up and I have a lot of grit. I have a lot of determination and, and I know that I can do this. It's about that intestinal fortitude and that belief and that confidence in yourself. When you are pitching a tent in the valley of despair and fear, that's when that fear, what I call future events appearing real, really run your life. And that negative thinking and that recording that plays in your head that is not what God meant for me. I can't speak to your listeners, but I truly believe that the message that I got when I went to Spain in my pilgrimage, that no matter what I do, and I'll tell you that story in a minute, but no matter what I do, I know that the universe has a plan for me and that I just have to show up and put my feet in front of me. So it really was not a decision that was difficult. It was more difficult staying in corporate and making decisions that I never would have made and doing things that I didn't even know who I was. I wanted to find who I am and I'm still finding that. I still have to have a practice of consistency and gratitude and an attitude of gratitude and acceptance and forgiveness. And, you know, so there's lots of things that we can get into, but I felt like the signposts that God was giving me were like, you were meant to do something different. You were not meant to have all this stress in your life, have all this disconnection and feel like you feel you are my child. You are a child of God and I have different plans for you. Now let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So giddy up, you know, let's go and do this. So it it really is 
follow your heart, not your head. If you follow your heart, your head will follow. But sometimes, like, as I mentioned, my mom is German, my dad's Irish. I'm a stubborn person. And all of that fear, those negative recordings, that stops you from living your joy. If you just surrender, now that is not easy to do. Oh my gosh, you bet. We have so many things we could talk about and get into. I know, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just, I, I literally am just listening to you and I'm thinking about, uh, I'm kind of in my mind recapping your life. There's so many pieces of it that I think, um, you know, my listeners can relate to and we don't have time for them all, to, from, you know, for them all today. But the idea that, you know, you, you did, you were not raised this way. So you obviously had to find some fortitude and some understanding that you needed more, number one, even yeah. as a, even as a young person. And then number two, again, fortitude, you had the fortitude to be able to step away from something when you knew you needed more. And then number three, your relationship with your husband, it would have been easy for you to step away because you felt like you needed more. But this time, this time, that was not the answer. Let's talk about that a little bit. That was not the answer. It was the answer in my head when he had relapsed. But I have to be honest, my husband's an amazing soul. And I knew that he's, he's always would be my best friend because we have kids together. But he's truly, truly my best friend. And he happens to be my husband. And that day when he was in recovery, and he was talking with me. I'm not kidding you. Uh, I've never seen a born again Christian. I've never seen someone born again, but it is like his soul was born again. And it was, it is the most beautiful, beautiful, I can't even describe. And I'm like, I need to give this a chance. I am not going to, I think when families are together, it's a lot easier for the kids because I grew up in a family that was broken. Don't get me wrong. Like we have our issues. I'm still a control freak and a nag sometimes. And he still drives me nuts and I drive him nuts. But at the core of who we are, we love, truly love each other. And so again, it's having the courage to jump into the unknown and having the bravery to do it and following your heart and your soul versus all of these negative or the superficial or what other people are telling you to do. Other people don't live your life. You live your life. And so you're the one that has to get through like forgiveness. And, you know, we still see a counselor. We still, but we have a higher power in our life and a, and a God in our life that helps us and grounds us. Mm. And you mentioned earlier that, you know, he, he was in recovery and then as sometimes happens, you know, he fell off the wagon Yeah. and then, and so now, you know, he's in recovery again. Uh, but, but, but this time when you guys are discovering that he has changed in a way that is, it's, it's difficult for you really to under, to understand what that was, but you knew it was beautiful and you knew it was special. Um, and so it leads me to a question that, that talks about love and that is, and, and maybe, and maybe this is not related to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, when was there a time when you felt the, just the overwhelming love of God touch you? 
Oh, you're going to make me cry that. Um, I had my daughter at 37 and um, I've had two miscarriages since then. And I had another daughter at 41 and I was in the middle of getting a DNC for a miscarriage. And I literally heard God say to me right before I went under, I am with you, my child. It is all okay. Your child is with me and I will take care of your child because you are my child. Mm. I heard and the love of God, like I literally heard it and I've seen it in so many people. I've seen it come out when um, I can just accept people who they are. Um, I'm very, I allow people to be who they are and I've run diversity programs for big companies and I really accept people. So when they can see that, you can see that their soul through their eyes. And that's when I feel the love of God. So I hope that I didn't, you know, make any of your audience members cry, but if I did, I'm actually okay with that because for me, I I know my child is with, it is like up there with God. There's nothing more beautiful. Mothers who have experienced loss like this, uh, and I've talked to several, um, it is, and, and I don't mean to be, you know, to, to, to use this as just a very easy thing, and it's not at all, but I've heard people say that they have, they have either heard, clearly heard, or felt this, you know, this, this, this love, this, this blanket of, um, of, of protection and comfort in, in a way that they, they don't know where it comes from, so it has to be God. Um, I think that mothers who have experienced this kind of loss um, really have a lot to teach others um, just about life um, to people who have not experienced that. Um, when I listen to all these different facets of your life, um, I, I, that's what I see. I, I see God covering you in so many different times, areas of your life, and in so many different ways, covering you with um, with his love, with a hedge of protection, as I, as I like to say. Um, and it's, 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 it has to be that because how else, and you, you even mentioned this to me before, how else could something has ha- you know, have happened or how else could you have been okay when something else could have happened? There's really no explanation except that. For me, it was very clear. It was so clear. Um, I mean, I can still go back to that moment and hear and, and, and be that, that blanket of comfort or that those wings of that are carrying you through life. You know, I heard another message when, um, I mentioned that I went to Spain because I, I, I'm bilingual and love Spain. So I went to, um, walk the last 150 miles of the pilgrimage, um, the, route of St. James. Mm. And it took me five days to walk 150 miles. I had trained 730 miles before and I'm walking and I'm meeting all of these people throughout the world. And my goal of going there, that was like, I just want to speak Spanish and I want to drink a lot of red wine because (laughs) I love red wine. Right. And they have the best red tempranillo and vino con patera. I mean, oh my God, so good. So I'm meeting all these people and I'm walking like 30 miles a day, 20 miles a day. And I'm meeting people that had started walking like 35 days prior. And 
what happens is you get to this cathedral in Santiago de Compostela, which is a beautiful city in northern Spain. And it's this Baroque, beautiful Catholic church. And, you know, I'd studied Spanish. I have a degree in Spanish. So I'm really understanding everything. And the mass is in Spanish. And the the monja, the nun is singing, like, about the angels and how they're loving on you. And so the message that I got was there are people from all over the world who have come to do this journey with you. And some of them started in this town called Irun. And it's in the Pyrenees and it's very, very treacherous and mountainous and cliffs everywhere. And it's like seven days. And if you've seen the movie, The Way with Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez, mm-hmm. it's the area, it's the area where Emilio Estevez passes away. So Martin Sheen goes and he does this whole walk. And then you get to this area called La Meseta, which is Don Quixote. You picture Don Quixote on his mule with the windmills in the background and the dust and desert dirt you know it's straight it's like it's like Egypt maybe if you can picture Egypt or something but my point is it's very desolate it's a long straight dirt path that you keep walking and trudging and doing and then you get to this area where I was which is hilly and it's beautiful scenery and then you get to Santiago. So long story short, whether your life is mountainous, it has cliffs and you're in a point of despair and deep level issues, or if your life is kind of, you're trudging along, you're doing your consistency, you're doing your stability and you're in the same job. And, and then sometimes life is hilly, right? That no matter what happens in life, God walks with you. God is with you no matter what. And your feet hurt and you have blisters and you have blisters in life. And, you know, when my husband went out, that was blistering. When my parents were divorced, that was blistering. My soul was blistered when I left corporate. And now I'm learning to live every day. And don't get me wrong. I still have a huge fear, but I try not to pitch that tent. I try to bring joy to others. And what I'm doing now is I'm coaching people one-on-one and I bring a lot of that faith over fear in. And we read books like The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. And we read um, Fire Dancer and books by Brene Brown about courageous vulnerability. And I literally, my tagline is I help soul inspired high achievers find their career awesome or abundance. Because if you stay in a land of scarcity, your joy is sucked out. But if you know to go toward abundance and and just imagine what God can have for you, like it's amazing. It's just amazing. So let's talk about what you're doing now and how God is using those unique gifts to to coach other people and to love other people. So as CEO of Best You Career Advantage, tell us exactly what you're doing now. And, um, and whether or not, when you set off on that path, you feel like you arrived and this is, this is where you're supposed to be. 
So I'm, I just started my business in 2019 and, and who knew COVID was going to happen in 2020. So I'm still figuring out my ideal client, but the people who, I, I just got an email yesterday from a, one of my clients who doubled her income. She is coming from a university. She's a dean and she doubled her income. Um, she, so what I'm doing now is I'm helping soul inspired high achievers find their next career path or get promoted. And I do that through a, a program called positive intelligence. And it's all about mindset. And part of that mindset is holistic and it's faith. And I, I tend to have managers and above. Um, I love working with students as well. I've been um, a panelist for first-generation minority students with a group called Braven. And I really dig deep. And my clients tell me that I am their career ally. I'm their cheerleader. And I have so many people in my network that I know because of my experience as a director of talent for big companies that I find people jobs faster. And that ripple effect of how they resonate and how their energy comes across if you can shut up that monkey mind and resonate and have the energy and the right attitude, think about what that will do for your job search or for getting you that next promotion. Having your listeners, because God wants you to speak your truth. God wants you to live an abundant life. And that means asking for more money, asking for what you're worth and erasing those sabotaging and hijacking thoughts of I'm not good enough, I'm incompetent, I don't know what I'm doing, et cetera. So I help people get the right mindset, have the faith over fear, and fast track toward living a better life and having a better career. And the gifts that you feel like uh, God has given you, how what 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 are those gifts, do you think? And how do you apply them? I think God gives me the ability to be brave and speak from my soul when other people might have fear to do that. And that I'm very good listener and that I'm able to really get to the root cause of an issue. It's kind of like I'm a career therapist. So I think the universe conspires for me to have the right people in my life. My gifts are listening and all of the 20 plus years that I have in corporate and all of those processes and programs that I've done and, you know, working with LGBTQIA and working with Hispanic and minority BIPOC, you know, as a white woman, that's a gift. Oh my God, is that a gift? Like I, I am so blessed and honored to be able to really help. Can you tell I'm a little passionate about it? <laughs> just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> Well, okay. So, you know, gosh, I mean, you, you have a very special story. Um, you have, so you, so you are CEO of this actually incredible, this business sounds incredible. Um, you are, you're with your husband and, um, you guys are, sounds like you are stronger than ever, even after the last relapse. Uh, and, and so I guess the question is, what do you think is next in your life? 
You know, I've been doing more podcasts and I have been accepted to speak at Women Tech. I've applied for um, Proscana. I think that God has a bigger stage for me. He doesn't want me to live small and he doesn't want others who come to me to live small. So I am investing in myself. I am going to, I think, I think God wants me to help as many people live the best life they can. And that is why I call my company Best You. Um, I think, I also think that, that the universe is still helping me realize what the next steps are. And I just have to be quiet and listen. Mm. And I think what you said should be a lesson to our listeners out there um, to listen to him and to know that he does not want to keep us small, that he has his bigger things out there for us. And we just have to appreciate that, listen and act on, 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 you know, on what he gives the steps that he, that he, uh, that he leads us in. Shelly, this has been really, really amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Um, it was very personal and I appreciate that, but I think that there's just so many lessons in, in your life that, uh, that people can take away today. So. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been great. I think also having the fortitude and a voice speak your truth, no matter what your truth is, women want to be heard. People want to be heard and they want to have community and connection and collaboration so that they can be seen. Really at the end of the day, people want to be loved and seen. And I think that's another message that it's really simple. Just one last story. Have you ever heard of the the band U2? Of course. Okay, so biggest band in the world. They have this song called, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Yes, yes. Right. One man come in the name of love. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, that was my theme song for mm-hmm. so long. I still hadn't found what I'm looking for. I went to Japan. I had to go here. I had to go there. And it's right in front of you. It's right there. All you have to do is kind of not fight it. Because when you fight things, it's almost like you're trying to force a solution and control is an illusion. So for me, if I just remember, I have found what I'm looking for. Oh, but that doesn't mean there aren't trials and tribulations and all of that. But if I come back to simplicity, it's really that simple. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I hear you. So let's, let's tell everybody how they can find you. Uh, so let's talk, let's uh, go ahead and give your website address and also how people can find you on social media. Awesome. So my web address is bestyouyoucareeradvantage.com. And my name is spelled a little bit weird. It's C-H-E-L-L-E. People are like, how do you pronounce that? It's Shelly, again, C-H-E-L-L-E Johnson. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on um, Facebook under bestyoucareeradvantage.com. Excellent. Shelly, again, thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate hearing your story and sharing all the life lessons that you found. And I think a lot of people can take that away with them today. So thank you. 
I hope so, Yvette. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy today. Go to PositivelyJoy.com for inspiration, encouragement, and past episodes. Follow the podcast and review and subscribe wherever you go for podcasts. Don't forget to check out our cool merchandise with our new logo. And also on the website, go to the talk tab and leave us a message on what you love about Positively Joy and what you'd like to hear in the future. Again, thanks so much for being with us. Bye for now.